0: Welcome to the taffy blues your source for all things everton i am jerry still joining me today is terry uh yeah terry is back terry why weren't you here man that's the, that's what everybody wants to know
1: oh it was it was a funny story actually um basically um you know, people who listen to the podcast and you know like you know me heavy music I, I'm a big metallica fan and i saw um about a week ago an advert about two weeks ago maybe um for a live concert that metallica are doing uh, Mm um with an orchestra Now they did one you know in the 90s um i remember that they're doing a sort of you know sequel to that they're doing a show with an orchestra again um but what they're going to do this time is you can go and see it in the cinema it's Mm -hmm. not going to be live they're going to run like three nights of um Three nights of like you know of showing the show and I, you know these things happen in like the the old cinema you know quite a lot. You know, my my wife goes to see you know she's, into, she's big you know musical theater buff she like goes and sees like live streams of things that are happening in the West End and stuff like that. Wow. And I was like, ooh, Metallica, you know, with the orchestra. I'll, I'm gonna go and see that, so I, I bought the ticket. It was about two in the morning because I was watching a, uh, I was watching YouTube and the ad, the advert before the YouTube video showed it. And I was like, oh, but immediately bought it. So I went on Monday to go and watch that, or so I believed. What actually happened was I went on Monday uh, to the cinema, and when I arrived there, I immediately thought something was up because I've been to these not not for music but i've been to sort of one-off showings of things before you know where you can only see this particular thing be it like a like a spare japanese you know anime movie you know dragon ball z or something like that i've been to those things before and because they're so rare and they don't really show in cinemas very often and then they'll be like one-offs it's full of it's re- it's always really busy and i arrived on monday and there was not one leather jacket not one ponytail or nothing in the um in the foyer in the in the lobby and i was looking around going that's peculiar but i was a little bit early so i thought maybe i'm just too early and i went up to the guy at the desk and um, i printed my own ticket off um and went to go through and you know showed the guy the ticket and he looked at it and he went metallica how did i miss that i'm i'm gutted i would have went to see that and i went i know yeah so it's gonna be you know i'm looking forward to it and I walked, you know, he says screen two, it's just over there. I'm walking towards the screen and I turn around and look at him, and he's walking off to the uh, to the till, and I'm thinking he's going to check what, you know, what the listings are. Why has he not noticed that? I walk into screen two and there's just another movie on, like no, like you know, I'm, I'm expecting to go in and the lights are still on and, you know, it's it's you know, because I'm about 20 minutes early for the for it and I was like, I just expect the lights to be on. No, 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 there's a film just ongoing, full full screen, and I turn around walk back over to where the guy was thinking, he's probably told me the wrong screen or something because he was distracted by the fact that, you know, he was so surprised that it was Metallica. He came, he's coming back from the till. He goes, can I see that ticket? Oh, no. Yeah, go on. And it's on the 9th of the 10th, not the uh, 9th of the 9th, which is what last Monday was. I had gone a month early, so I was not 20 minutes early. I was a full month early. <laughs> Because, Jerry, the English uh, date set up is the day first, so it didn't stick out to me. It was still the night of month of year. So I was a month early to go and see the thing. So I I was just, I had to leave. I was just, I was like, I've never felt so ashamed in my life. But (laughs) at least I still get to go next month. So I'm going to have to let John know that I can't do that because that is also a Monday night.
0: (laughs) Terry. I had no idea and I was just I'm glad I asked you. I was just joking around. I figured you had like a family thing going on. I didn't know you had this brilliant story about how prompt you really are. Uh <laughs> if you're not early, you're late is what Terry says. That's that's fantastic. Oh man.
1: Uh I could just the guy was you could tell he was like thinking Oh, that guy's had such a nightmare, but he was secretly really relieved because now he can see it because he hasn't missed it. And I said, what do I do with this ticket? I've already printed. He went, just keep hold of it. You don't have to print another one. So it's just in my wallet now for a month. So when I go back, I'll be like, please, hope he's not working that night. And I just doesn't remember me. So I just give it in and go, yes, I know this is a little bit faded, but I've had it for a month. (laughs) Uh, He'll
0: say, say, oh, hi, Terry, the usual.
1: (laughs) Exactly. <laughs> yeah,
0: no, that's great. Oh, my gosh. Well, I, I've i had that kind of nonsense happen before to me. I will tell you that. I've definitely gone to the theater. I think uh, me and one of my buddies, we go to see uh, Riff Tracks Live, which, you know, we drove all the way to Greensboro, which is a 45 minute drive. It's not so bad, 40, 45 minutes. And drove to the theater only to find out that he had. Like, for some reason, the website had printed the date wrong or something, like, on their site. And he had checked it out, and he, we showed up to find out it was the next week. Uh, so, we've been a week early, Terry. So, I'm just mo- glad you exist <laughs> to make me feel better. <laughs> oh, oh, man. Well, that that happened. So, that's, that's the beginning part of Terry's week. Uh, so, we, we should probably... Probably move on to other things. Uh, <laughs> anyway, we're uh, for the people who are listening via podcast. Um, here's what you got in store uh, for this particular episode. We're doing a preview of the Bournemouth match this weekend. Um, yeah, I, I have good news. Uh, St- I believe Stanislaus is not going to be able to play, which is great, as in, like, bad for him, I never cheer people being injured, but let's be honest, that guy just finds a way to score every single time he plays us. so, yeah. Get well, man. Yeah, but you don't have to play this weekend. Uh, so, <laughs> so, and then we'll do a middle bit, and oddly enough, a uh, middle bit, what I was going to do is I was going to have Terry tell me a story. <laughs> and that has already happened now. So, we may have to do a little improvisation for the middle bit, and we'll be segueing into a little bit about Jinktosim. We gotta talk about Jinktosim, alright? Uh, Tosim Plascha with the Turkish national team recently. Uh, two goals, one assist. Uh, I don't know, one of the highlights, you're sitting there thinking, oh my god, Jinktosim, fantastic volley. But no, it was his follow up, you know, garbage goal. Which is what I That's pretty much what I scored exclusively were rebounds. So, (laughs) but Jing Tosen still. I mean, he did the first one. You know, tapped it over and then kind of volleyed it in. He did some good stuff. So let's not sell the guy short. We just got to talk about it. He's getting no time for us. Hardly, hardly any. And some people are starting to bristle at that. So we're going to talk about that, and then we'll have an ending segment where we're not doing a lightning round because Terry is is just kind of. An old hand at lightning round. He's got it figured out now. So instead, we're gonna do a mastermind style quiz on Terry's specialist subject of choice, which is foods that start with the letter Q. That's a joke from White Men Can't Jump. So if you have, are old like me, you'll get that. Hey! No, it's uh, center backs. It's Everton Center backs. From like, what was it? Is there a very, it's more specific, isn't it? Yeah, it's
1: Everton centre backs from the David Moyes era onwards. So you can go beyond Moyes, you can't go before Moyes because that's not me.
0: Okay, so Terry's being very specific with his subject. It's...
1: Mastermind, that's the point.
0: <laughs> well, that's the thing. Mine is Eminem uh, colours <laughs> that are not red, green, and blue. <laughs> specificity. Alright, so let's let's move on. Let's talk about the Bournemouth preview. Let's talk about we got a we possibly can keep some positive momentum going. We'll see. It is it is away though, right? It is an away match. Is that what we're talking about here? They're currently 15th in the table. 1-1-2 one, one, with 4 points. Uh, recently in the league, they lost 3-1 to, to Leicester. Before that, lost 3-1 to, to City. And before that, had a 2-1 win over Villa. Somewhere wedged in between there. They won in penalties over uh, perennial Goliath Forest Green Rovers. Who, this is just me. I don't know a lot about Forest Green Rovers, so I'm going to educate myself. I don't want to. No disrespect for Forest Green Rovers, there. I'm going to learn about you now. Vegan Vegan Football Club. Are you serious? Yeah. It sounds like you just made that up. Is it? Oh, that's awesome. You know what? Yeah, vegan. That's fantastic!
1: Ah, oh, I'm a that, fan now. That's all, that's all I know, but that 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 that's true. That's what I know. That they're they're officially a non-brand. That's the point. Forest Green Rovers, um, vegan football club.
0: Wow. Okay, that is. I didn't know that was a thing, and now we know that's a thing. And they took born with the penalties. It looks like the vegans still need to get a little bit better at their penalties. All right. So I uh, currently right now out for Bournemouth. Brooks, Arter, Defoe, Francis, Gosling, Kelly, Stanislas. So Chris Meppum, I think, is uh, right around like 75% and Adam Smith is about the same. So this potential possible starting lineup could be some people who are out here. All right, but uh, let me rattle through this and then I'm going to hand it off to Terry, the baton of hey talk about Bournemouth uh, Ramsdale starting in goal Adam Smith Chris Meppum Steve Cook uh, Nathan Ake uh, Fraser every time I say, I say I say Fraser down goes Fraser every single time I can't help it um, Lerma Billing Harry Wilson Callum Wilson Josh King okay they tend to go either a four four two four four one one and every once in a while I know, against City they ran a five four one I don't think they're going to do that against us though I think they'll start with uh, Josh King and Callum Wilson up top in some fashion. All right, so Terry, what about Bournemouth? Is a concern besides the fact that it's an away match and we have time, we have trouble sometimes getting a little mojo going.
1: Well, it's just Bournemouth, isn't it? I'm, I'm very much looking forward to being ahead three 0 Only to draw four four at the end of the game it tends to be the way these matches go. Um, this will be the biggest test our centre backs have probably had yet as a pair because as good as Keane and um, Mina have been together, they haven't had to deal with you know pacey forwards. Not not really. Who've they had? They've had, they've had they, you know Faye who, who you know whilst he's quick, he's not very strong. I think Callum Wilson and Josh King will give them a real real test. Um, Bournemouth, as a team, you know they they open up, they play you know very attacking football, so that that could you know, help us as well to, you know, play on the break, you know, we're away from home, you know, really, you know, get keen on uh, Moyes keen on the ball, run into space for Charlison, maybe even a Wobby, I mean, I'm, I'm assuming it's going to be, you know, providing everyone's fit, our same team, it started against Wolves, Um, I'll t- I tell you one thing, I, it's, it's not, not great to admit, but I am worried about Harry Wilson, he's obviously, you know, he looks a good player, He's an on loan Liverpool player, so he's obviously going to be, you know, good for a good for a goal against us. That always seems to be the way these things go. So, um, but for, forget who he's on loan from. He does look a good player. He's got a great goal the other day. Mm. Um, but that's the main thing about Bournemouth every, uh, all the time. They've got real pace and real quality up front and can hurt you. You've just got to, you know, box clever with them. You know, don't try and have a you know, go toe to toe on on that sort of account On try and have a free flow and tactic open open up for yourself on their ground because you'll end up with these games that we've that we've we had under Martinez, we've had under um Silva now where we just end up with high scoring draws. You've got to be a little bit more crafty, you know, you've got to you try and try and play in a style that will that will work best against them. And I think, you know, so hitting them on the break you know, containing their attacks, playing a little bit deeper than we than we we like to we usually do. That may be the way to go. I mean, I'm not sure, but got some good players. I mean, I, I'm assuming. I think a few people are as well that Nathan Ake will probably go back to Chelsea in the um, in the summer because Ketsum not really working out so far, is he? And I'd be happy for them to get Nathan Ake because I believe they've got like a decent buyback clause. And yeah, if he, if he goes there, Zuma could come uh, come home to us. So let's hope
0: so. Yeah, that'd be nice. Uh, somehow turn this into a Zuma video. Let's talk Zuma. Yeah, I, I don't
1: know why I did that. I, I sort of made my point about Bournemouth and then just sort of tried to slyly take us into a transfer segment. To that, I, I don't know. I've, I've come too early for that as well. I'm uh, I mean, that's that's for January, but I'm, I'm a few months early for that that segment. So I like the
0: idea. I wish you could start like just gradually weaning like every single one of our segments towards something you like a lot sort of like every single one of our segments ends up we end up talking about sopranos like every single time <laughs> yeah
1: but i was and i was thinking he didn't ask me this why am i talking about
0: this <laughs> hey it's allowed you're allowed to chant tangents man tangents very human thing it's all about circling back though um so yeah um additionally you we may see uh jordan ibe and solanke Bournemouth does a lot of business with with the Reds, uh, so or you could see Sermon coming in, uh, but it's it's hard to say. Uh, th- that's one thing about Bournemouth that I feel like they're not. I play. I feel like they, they they play a little bit more free flowing, a little bit more attacking football than a lot of the like you know the teams that are ranked a little lower right now, which mm-hmm. um, those teams that kind of bunker back and just absorb our pressure. Uh, those are the ones we tend to struggle against or we have in the past. Uh, I'm not sure if that's what Bournemouth brings, you know what I mean? Like, I'm not sure that they're going to be doing a lot of that. So I, I'm, I'm hoping that we, uh, we kind of just immediately take advantage of their kind of attacking mindset uh, and try to try to slip one in, you know, decently early Um but again like you said Terry uh I feel like with Bournemouth it's a matter of gosh there was that there was that one where we scored late and we were feeling good about life and we celebrated and it, the celebration extended onto the field the referee added just a lot of time because of that and uh, we gave one up So uh I still I still feel like this particular squad and Silva's a little bit more strong mentally I feel like we're 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 a little bit better at finishing out games, finishing out the matches. So, uh, but we'll see. Uh, what, what do you think the lineup's going to be? I want to I want to lead really quick with the fact that I saw somebody somebody pointed out the fact that Everton like accidentally put out a tweet. It was like a test thing, and it had their their team news on it.
1: <laughs> yeah, I saw that. I'm not sure that that was well, real. Well, it though. said.
0: It they said yeah. it's it's no early team news, but that could be them just doing a little CYA. You know what I mean? Uh, so we'll we'll see. But if 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 it was correct, then I'm I'm not writing down what it said. I've got from, one that one that I changed from that. But
1: from what I've heard, I don't know this to be true. But from what I've heard, I think the team is um, is announced informally, like so the players are told. Uh, typically you know depending on late injury tests and stuff that on Friday the players get told like you know before they leave or, or when they're on the way so it may be a little bit early for even like the manager to have made that decision and if the club accounts have acknowledged that that tweet of oh yeah that wasn't the real team then it's probably not going to be the team i like the idea of, of well, you Silva know, when...
0: signing into the team like twitter account and like putting it yeah. out there and like laughing to himself later just to mess with their social media people <laughs> i don't know how that happened I... <laughs> <laughs> that'd be fantastic uh so who who is i mean i feel like we're gonna we may have the exact same names all the way through
1: We're definitely going to have the exact same names. It's going to be the exact same names that the manager picked against Wolves. So Pickford, Coleman, um, Keane, Mina, Dean, Delph, Gomez, um, (laughs) Richarlison, Sigurdsson, um, Iwobi, and uh, Moise Keane. That's what I got.
0: That's what I got. Yeah. Yeah, nothing new there. I think like that's that's what I feel like that's what most Evertonians would pick now if we were solo.
1: I've got high hopes of Keane, you know, breaking his duck, um, his first goal, just because he's I think you know away from home um, and against a team like Bournemouth, he's going to get more time and space to run into. Whereas against Wolves, it's not that they sat back and defended all game, but they had three centre backs and it was a little bit you know a little bit more. A little bit harder to get through, and you know, to get his opportunity, to get his space, because he was dealing with a lot of defense in front of him. He's going to probably, he hopefully, will find himself one on one with space to go into a lot more in this game. So I'm really hopeful that he breaks his duck. Because even though it's not the end of the world if he doesn't, it's always good for the, you know, especially for like a striker to feel like they're off the mark and you know, when they're new to a club and all that gets the confidence going.
0: Breaks his duck. Also, really wanted to see that
1: dance. Oh
0: man. The dance, I, I, I as well. I as well. Instead of having to just watch old videos of him kind of do that. And I'm not doing it right now because I probably look really stupid doing it. But <laughs> I really, part of me wants my kids to, to, to see it so many times that they learn it. You know what I mean? Like, that means he's scoring a lot of yeah. goals. <laughs> uh, yeah. Same stuff. Uh, what's what's going to be the final score? Ooh,
1: I mean... Probably five five. But um I'm gonna go with Yeah, I'm gonna go with three two Everton. I think they'll put some at the same as the last game I think they are gonna put some on us, but I think you know with the players like a Richarlison, Richardson Keen, I think we've got some attack and threat and we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna squeak it.
0: I'm going one nil. I have no idea. I don't even know what I'm thinking against Bournemouth at Bournemouth. Normally there's a lot of goals. I'm just saying one nil. I don't know I don't know. We'll see. Uh, yeah. I, I, I had a lot of faith in our defense earlier in the season. You know what I mean? We were sitting there grabbing clean sheets and stuff. I'm just wondering when that's coming back. So I keep, I keep, it's like, that's what my picks are predicated on. You know what I mean? (laughs) It's all based on that early stuff instead of recent. The recent stuff is a blip. That's the aberration, right? We'll see. I don't know. It could be, this is the reality. Um,
1: So, okay,
0: and who's uh, – are you hoping Keane gets a goal or are you predicting Keane gets a goal?
1: I'm going to predict Keane gets a goal. I'm going to go with um, Keane, Sigurdsson, and Dean. Mm. I'm going to go for a couple of of set-piece goals. Maybe – well, Dean's maybe another free kick, Sigurdsson from distance, and then Keane. Maybe not in that order, but – yeah. Fancy that.
0: I'm hoping Richarlison has a good game over there after that silly red card last year.
1: Yeah, I, you know what? I completely forgot about that. I'd love, for, I'd, I'd like him to get one of the goals instead. It just of them, made like, me, it made me so nauseous you.
0: watching that because the thing is, the fact that he got close and kind of nudged, I I saw I saw that in another game like after that, and they the player got like a yellow, and I was just like, mm. you know what I mean?
1: It was. Yeah, it, you know, it was that incident last year where you know Alan Shearer on Match today, you know, called it you know disgraceful or something like. He basically criticised him for going head to head with a player and pushing his head forward mm. slightly. So I tweeted Alan Shearer last year and said that he elbowed every single player he jumped up for a header for, and then I called him a um, quote chin-headed whopper, and he replied to me. <laughs> He replied to me saying, Your own manager even agreed that it was a sending off, um, which you know is beside the point. My point wasn't that it wasn't a sending off, by the letter of the law it was, and the shithouser he got him. My point was, How can you call a player a disgrace for going head to head with someone when you were one of the dirtiest players with like, with sly elbows into ribs every time you jumped up? But because he'd replied to me, and I, the, the satisfying satis- as it was to see that he, to have proof that he'd seen me call him a chin headed whopper, I had for literally a day and a half just Newcastle fans, like angry Justin Bieber fans, just replying to me, calling me every name under the sun, and I was like, "Okay, your hero doesn't like me. It's boring now." And when I called them um, like Justin Bieber fans, they all they all sort of calmed down and stopped. <laughs> but it took literally a good, you know, twenty four hours plus for it to. That's die a hell down.
0: of a way to wrap up this video, Terry. I like
1: that uh <laughs> that is great. Pretty nice and insult someone who's famous and they and they see it. you know they've seen it because they've replied to the tweet it's it's a small joy. Chin-headed whopper.
0: Yeah, yeah, there you go. All right, so <laughs> we're gonna end with that. Uh, uh, so uh, that's it for our Bournemouth preview. So, Terry, uh, the middle bit. This is it. Welcome to the middle bit. Uh, How uninterested are you in international football right now?
1: Yeah, I mean, pretty uninterested. I've always... Yeah, I I loved it when I was a kid. Well, sorry, I'll start that again. I loved England as a kid. I still like international tournaments. They're great when they're on. I absolutely Mm. get involved with the tournament aspect of it, but the England qualifiers through the season, and it's been said a million times by a million people they're crap no one likes them i wanted to all just be in the summer out the way but when i was a kid i used to really enjoy the england team but i think everyone gets a little bit of that like when the, you know all the the good players were around especially because a lot of the most of the england players are from the same league it's like oh it's like our leagues like 11 almost which used to be the case back in the 90s when you when you like. Alan Shearer and players like ah. Michael Owen, and you know, the, you know, they're obviously getting on famously at the minute. It was it was exciting because there was good players used to miss out, whereas now it just feels like any half way decent, you know, English player gets picked, and because the you know the talent pool is quite thin, and yeah, I don't know, it's just not exciting. I, I come back and get me when the Euros are on because I, I really don't care about it in the middle of the season. As long as every Everton player comes back fit and healthy, don't care.
0: Yeah. Uh, I I tried. I tried this time with a little international football. I tried. I watched, you know, U.S. get manhandled by Mexico in an embarrassing match. I watched uh, U.S. play Uruguay and uh, grab a late draw um, with a really ugly, lucky goal near the end of the game where Jordan Morris chested the ball in. It was, you know a deflected cross that had gone straight across, and Jordan Morris just chested in. It was just, you know, I mean, they had had a decent amount of chances in the first half, so maybe they had earned a draw against a good, a solid Uruguay team uh, that was not even their starters. You know what I mean? It was still missing their heavy hitters. Uh, But I just, I can't, I'm having a lot of trouble getting excited about it right now. Um, It's just sort of like, hey, we've put this on pause you know the thing you're 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 really dying to watch. We're just holding it over for a little while just to be jerks.
1: That's that's what it feels like. Who's the um the US um you know coach manager now is the guy who used to be at Atlanta.
0: No, the guy who used to be at Atlanta is now oh, Tata Martinez is in uh, is at
1: Mexico. Oh right, okay, so it's another it's, ass manager though, isn't it? Yeah, who... it's Greg Berhalter who used to be with Columbus Crew. Alright, okay, that's where I've got mixed up, he's at Mexico. I mean, do you think I saw I saw a, a discussion the other day saying, um, you know, oh, you know, the US national team needs to step away from, you know, MLS managers, it's too, you know, it's too narrow my, narrow view of, of what to do, but then someone made a really good point of, Jürgen Klinsmann had managed everywhere and wasn't very good, and the last, um, the most successful US, it was a who got you to the last World Cup? Who was that? Oh, Christ,
0: I'm uh, trying to remember because we were because we didn't even make the one before that or the, the most recent one. So yeah, the one before that is what we're talking about. Was it not Klinsman?
1: I don't know. Actually, that basically that that was the the point was Tata Martinez is he's really good and he's an MLS coach. It's just you know it's a little bit of snobbery that you think oh let's get this. Top, you know, European manager in for the U.S. national teams, like the deep, and the guy um, was basically saying the manager isn't the problem. It's like that, you know, you can have you could have Pep Guardiola. The talent pool is very very thin.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: A shame because you know I, I remember growing up and you know the U.S. were in you know most tournaments and they always added something to it and you know it was I don't know it was it was sort of strange because you don't you, especially you know a long time ago you didn't really associate um, the U.S. with with football, soccer. You always thought of that. Oh, yeah, they don't care. Like, it's all European, yeah. South American and African. It's everywhere else except the US, but then obviously that changed. Oh, that was it. In 2014 World Cup, was it? Um, with Tim Howard made all those saves. Mm-hmm. Was that... Against was Belgium. That? Yeah, that was the last time That was the, you were in that World Cup. And I, I don't know, just always had a little, little soft spot for the US uh, national team, but at the minute you... You're not in a good place, really. It's, it's more or less Pulisic and, and It's, and it's
0: rebuilding. It's rebuilding. There are some really quality youngsters out there besides Pulisic. Weston McKinney is solid, plays for Schalke. Tyler Adams did not play the other night. He plays for uh, RB Leipzig because uh, he was at New York Red Bulls, and he just moved over to Leipzig, and he's a really solid player. There's some good – I know uh, Zach Stefan, our keeper, is, the, is at um, Dusseldorf. Um, A lot of Bundesliga
1: folks. Yeah, that could be the way forward, couldn't it? The same way the Bundesliga clubs are sort of taking a lot of English young players because they know they're good and don't get played at the English teams. Maybe the young American talent will go, will continue going to um, Germany, and they'll all develop. And obviously, they'll have that experience of playing in a country with no where they don't speak English and and whatnot. And they'll you know be better players for it. So I mean, hopefully, you know, a couple of years. Sort of rebuilt into a decent team because I don't know. Just I'd like to see a World Cup hosted in in the States again. Well, I
0: but, think that is happening. The, is you it? Know, yeah, I think it's Mexico is it's a joint bid with US and we got it. So it's not the upcoming, but I think it's beyond that. Yeah, it's happening. So we'll get in by default (laughs) somehow. (laughs) That's how we'll get it. You know, Bert Halter's trying to instill his own style, his own philosophy. He's trying to give us an identity. That's the problem is we haven't had an identity for so long, which is a little bit of an issue. Um, And I think it's just uh, there's an identity issue potentially as well as like training players as well. Um. So, as a as a parent of two kids that really like playing the sport and are pretty darn good for their age, it's something I gotta keep an eye on. You know what I mean? So,
1: anyway, mm, no, definitely. I mean, we've um, seen the 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 manager's odds for um, into Miami Beckham's um, club. Yeah. It's like Carlo Ancelotti david Moyes and someone else
0: (laughs) yeah i'll be i'll be curious to what their what their lineup looks like when they actually get started because they have some good players they've already brought in that are coming so yeah anyway anything else on this this went from international football to like inter miami in two moves
1: (laughs) Uh, (laughs) no not really i'm glad the premier league's back i'm glad no one got injured and um Yep. Yeah. Is here's to the U.S. national team. Uh, you know, building back up again. Yeah.
0: Agreed. That would be, that'd be crazy. And uh, yeah, it'd be crazy to look forward to a game instead of thinking, "Oh crap, gotta watch this now." So. <laughs> All right. So let's move on from the middle bit. Talk about a player on international duty who played quite well, and do we need to look at him? Uh, talking about Cenk Tosun, uh, Tosun Pasha, for those of you who like nicknames and whatnot. Uh, so, uh, he played well for Turkey recently. Had a really nice uh, Turkish uh, international match the other day. Two goals, one assist. Uh, looked pretty good. Looked pretty good. So, uh, I think the real... Uh, you know, he did get... A, the last time he played for us, he did get an assist. You know, he headed that one over to, I think it was Iwobi. Uh It was a good little run of play from him. So this has started to drag up a lot of folks who are saying he needs to be playing more uh, or playing some at all because he's hardly playing at all. Um, and it's going to happen when your strikers aren't scoring goals. You know, we're going to constantly be looking, okay, what else do we have? Well, Let's. Th- I was trying to ask myself what players I could think of with his sort of qualities that have had success or starting runs in the Premier League. Um, Immediately I jumped, and this, these are, uh, Glenn Murray plays similarly, but he's taller. He's got more size. So he wins a lot more in the air, right? And Giroud is like the... You know Mercedes version of that. All right, he's just you know uh, these are players that can score a lot of one touch goals, good one touch finishers. All right, um, but but Jing Tosin doesn't have the height, uh, and Troy Deeney seems like he's about the same type of height, um, but I would even go so far as to say Troy Deeney is maybe a little bit stronger and even a little more quick. So who is Tosin like, and does that matter? Number one, uh, I always just like to see if there's a blueprint for a player that's similarly out there at the moment. Um, And number two, is he going to fit anything that Silva really wants to do? Because I've always had the impression that Silva likes speed up front. And he is not speed. He's a cultured, you know, for the most part, clinical finisher. But he doesn't win a lot of 50-50 balls. You know the the goals. You know the ball's coming out of the back that Pickford's launching. DCL's winning those for the most part. All right, he's going to do the best job. But Tosin's not going to do that. I'm trying to figure out how he fits and how he can work. So Terry, give me give me a piece of your mind on this.
1: Um, just just trying to think who he's like. I mean. Uh... I mean, I hesitate to make the comparison. He's like a budget, like Harry Kane, isn't he? He's not fast. But he's not, and he's not strong. His game is completely about finishing and instincts around the box, you know that kind of thing. Obviously, Harry Kane is, you know, vastly, you know, you know, higher quality at all those things than he is, and you know. But in just pure stylistic terms, I'd say they're like a similar sort of mold of a striker. I, Tosin, I think, from from like the fans' point of view. His role now is, is the role he's, you know, he's going to have. He, he's on the bench every game. He, you know, there's two strikers ahead of them, but one of them's 19 and is still in his you know, grace period. And you know, people are, you know, he's not keen a little bit. He's new to the country. He's new to the league. He's new to the club. Everything that goes with that. Um, I think this, these two goals and international duty from again from the fans' point of view couldn't come back at a better time for Tosin because. Calvert Lewin is in, you know, rightly or wrongly, in my opinion, wrongly, but it's just my opinion, in the doghouse with everyone at the minute, you know, because he's missed a couple of chances and he's not even in, you know, he's not even getting himself amongst a lot of chances in some games. So people are crying out for something different. And, you know, Cheng is very much different to Calvert Lewin. He's not as fast, he's not as strong, he is a much better finisher. He does score more goals when he gets the opportunities. But he's the third choice striker. He's going to, he, you know, the, man, the fans may, you know, have their view, but the management clearly see Keane and, you know, all things going well. See Keane is the number one choice because they brought him in, and Calvert Lewin is there competing with him as well, and he's a useful player and he's got, you know, a specific role and he's good against certain opposition. Towson also has a role and he's good against certain opposition, but less so than Calvert Lewin. He's going to come on a lot less. He's not going to see as many minutes. And he's expensive. I don't think they want a third-choice striker on the books for those kind of wages who basically can command a decent fee. I think if any bid of acceptable size came in for him, he would have went, or well, he would have been encouraged to go. He doesn't seem to want to go. I I think um, in an ideal world, Brandon Silverwater are still trying to strip the squad back to a, you know, a, a small core of players that they want to use. And I think they only see two strikers in that. They only play one, so I think they see if having Keane and Calvert Lewin, and then an auxiliary third choice in a case of an emergency. Oh well, we've got we've um, got an injury to both players or a suspension. We'll put Richarlison there for a short spell and then you know go back. Keane, uh, excuse me, Tosin is a bit of a luxury player to have in the books where he's a good finisher, he's a good, he's set, he's an all right target man, but we're not going to use him. We're not going to use him unless we absolutely have to. So he, this is probably he, about as good as it's going to get for him this season. He's not going to start games. so It doesn't matter. It, it, unless, unless there's injuries, he won't start based on form because he just doesn't fit this sort of um, vision that Silva has for the team. He's not fast enough. He doesn't press well enough. It's, he can press, but he's just not like Carver Lewin. And he's that's going to hold him back because we've tried it. We saw against Newcastle at home last season, he really struggled when he had to play from the start and couldn't really put a mark on them. But he's been effective recently coming off the bench, so I think that's probably going to be the extent of his involvement this season.
0: Yeah, I think his work rate is really high. You know, when I watch uh, Moisky in play, um, I don't think he's quite got the fitness that DCL has in terms of pressing all the time. You just don't see as much from him yet. I think it'll come. I'm not worried about it. Um, But right now, I think we'd get possibly better pressing out of Jink Tosun. Okay? Um, Having said that, uh, when when I see Tosun go man-to-man with someone, I'm not expecting him to get past them. All right, Moiskeen, I do. I think Moiskeen can create his own shot if there's two players between him and the goal. I think he can do that. Um, now, if Jink Tosin were to get a full game with this kind of support, with the players that would surround him, would he score? That's possible. It's possible. I just want to make it clear that just because he's not the fastest of the three, it doesn't mean he wouldn't be able to score. I think he could produce some. I do. You know, you give him the chances that DCL has had, I think he tucks him away. But, um, it's rough, because right now is sort of a development moment for DCL and Moise Kane. And you want to take advantage of those times while you can. Uh, Tosin, when you were talking about him, (laughs) okay, I don't know if this is the best comparison at all, but (laughs) it made me smile. The idea that he's like this taller Stephen Naismith. Uh... He just because they're both clever like passers, you know what I mean? Combining with other players. They both make intelligent decisions for the most part. They both are like uh opportunistic in the box. They both can score with their head. Uh they both are gonna are good one touch finishers. That's yeah. Um I think he is a good enough player to play in this league. I do. Um I I, I think if he were to play for us and start for us. He could score some goals for us, but i I it's weird. I'm just trying to figure out what Silva's trying to do. and I, I just to me, it seems like he wants that speed up front to press the opposition
1: into making some mistakes. Do you know what I think it is with with Tosin? I think he'd be ideal in a actual proper front three. But in a four-three-three, three. but we don't play it. We play four-two-three-one, mm-hmm. which basically leaves him and Sigurdsson as the most advanced players, and the wide players obviously stay a lot, of, you know, further back and a lot further wide. Whereas if we had a middle three and he had, you know, players up alongside him, we could make little combinations with and you know play off. It's what he had at Pashik, Tassi, I forget it. Ricardo Quaresma and Ryan Babel. He did it with, but it was mm-hmm. a the quality is obviously not as high as the players we've got, but it was a orthodox front three that played high up the pitch, and he created you know a good sort of uh, unit. I don't want to say partnership. So people seem to think, oh yeah, he's better in a two. He's actually better in a three, but we just don't play that. Not really. We play a, a sort of two, but Sigurdsson's the other player, and it just does not suit him. Um, if we if Sigurdsson, for example, was to you know Touchwood get a you know, month-long injury and we started playing four three three, you'd probably see Chen Tosin have a, a new lease of life. He'd be really good in that sort of setup. But right now, I think Sigurdsson's one of the names that, you know, is one of the first names on the team sheet. So it just it's it's can't be him. It has to be someone who can play up front on their own and is is a lot faster and a lot more mobile that can do that work without, you know, the part the partnership or the other players around them immediately when they get the ball and at the minute of the three strikers the other two do that a lot better. They're a lot faster. They're a lot, you know, a lot better in the sprints. It just doesn't. He's he's just doesn't suit them.
0: Have you seen a game where you we've seen him play in the Premier League where it at any point? Let me rephrase this. Every single time I've seen him play in the Premier League, I've thought at one point or another he's getting bullied by their center backs. It's happened mm-hmm. every time. Um, he's a guy. His attitude seems great. It seems great. It seems like he'll run all day for you. It seems like he wanted to stay and fight for his chance at Everton. He really wants to be an Everton player. that's that's what it seems like. all right. Um, now had a had a baby last year, right? Probably also pretty settled, you know probably not wanting to move for his family and a, a lot of other reasons. Um, but I think he's also getting some positive feedback from the coaching staff. So I feel like someone's telling him, hey, you're doing what you're supposed to be doing. Keep doing mm-hmm. it. You know, it's just these other guys are, are a little bit better. You know, I bet they're saying, hey, we appreciate you here. I bet they're not telling him to leave. I, I do think if he went to Germany, um, he'd light it up. I think he look. I think he would look really good in Germany, and I I I think that that is very possible as to where he will go next when he does go. Um, but I'm worried about him playing for us with any kind of regularity. And remember, he's not he's not a young buck. You know what I mean? I feel like is he 28 now, 27, 28?
1: Yes, uh, around that. I I actually think he'd be. Um... Good in another Premier League team who play you know a different style where he's not expected to just be by himself you know he's other teams do play four three three it's just mm. we don't we play four two three one I think if he went to you know a Palace or a Newcastle or you know I don't know Palace play four four two a lot of the time but if he went to a team which would play him up along with other forwards and wouldn't expect him to you know, play by himself with a number 10 right up next to him, he'd be great. I, I don't think he'd move to Germany. I think he wants to stay in the Premier League yeah. or at a push, go back to Besiktas because you know, it's his boy a club and I don't think he wants to do that. I think he feels like he's made the move into the Premier League and I think a Premier League club probably, I think Premier League clubs probably were interested in him in the summer. There was certainly linked with a lot of them but I think we've probably priced a lot of them out because while well, they may want him, they probably didn't want to pay our price. So maybe next summer when the price will come down with a year less on his contract you might see yeah i think newcastle will link with them um, you might see some other clubs who are, you know might lose their striker you know come in uh, with them as a replacement you never know
0: compare comparing jink toson to that striker that newcastle have have right now um mm-hmm. that striker newcastle has right now is just bigger faster uh younger um yeah you know what I mean I I look at every club and I look at their strikers and it seems like they have a lot of them just uh, those strikers have points on top of them and I'm not sure if he would necessarily uh start for them uh it's hard to say I do think he's good enough to play in the league I just I just don't know for how long uh and it may be like when he does find a role it's it's as a reserve coming off the bench for someone um he seems like a professional. I'm just, I'm, I'm, I can't do a lot of arguing for him right now. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, but these people that are saying he's scoring goals in other places, you know what I mean? It's hard for me to straight up say, yeah, but that's against a, a small international side. You know, I can say that, but at the same time, it's good that someone's banging in goals. You know, you know the way it works. You get in a zone, you start banging them in one place. Sometimes that's contagious and carries over. Sometimes you hit a hit a, hit a little bit of a schneid, and it carries over as well. You know, so yeah, would it be worth it? Do you think? Uh, when's the next time you think Jürgen plays? Do you think it's uh, in the
1: cup? Yeah, but I don't even think he starts then. I just think he's going to come off the bench every game, providing there's no injury. I agree, totally. That's exactly my thoughts. Yeah,
0: right on. Anything else on oh, on Thos and Pasha? It looks. Oh, you were about to say something.
1: It's probably why he plays. He, he looks good when he comes off the bench because he's always an attacking sub. So we're obviously playing higher up the pitch, and we've used to put you know Lukman on with him, who would also stay high. So it's probably why you know he, he looks better as a sub because he's not because the other players are tired. It's because we're going for the goal mm-hmm. and he's got players to play around. But when it's from the start and you sort of, you know, feeling it out, that's why when he looks poor. So I think that's his, his role for as long as he's, you know, at the club now is just, you know, impact sub. You want to propose a striker in the box who can snatch a chance because the two young lads aren't doing it. And if that's what he's happy with, that, that that's fine by me. You know, stay on the bench, be one of the options to come on. But I, I don't see him starting any games with everyone healthy.
0: Yeah, uh, I think that's a tough, it's a tough Nut to crack, starting from the beginning. You look at every single one of our strikers; they do well as impact sub. You bring them in, and they don't do as well from the get go. You know what I mean? Uh, P- I remember people arguing for Neos because he was coming in and getting some goals as an impact sub, um, and then he comes in, and everybody's just shaking their head, like, "Why are we starting him again? What? Why? Why? What was the th- the process? Uh, our brain? We were, you know." hi or something is that what was going on so yeah uh, it, <laughs> i don't know man i don't know this is a this is one of those i agree with you i think uh, but it's one of, it, we also have to have to i i i understand where people are coming from when they say hey give him some time give him a chance with this supporting cast he'd probably do better mm-hmm. so all right anything else on tozan pasha no yeah. all right yeah. That's it for the Jink Chosen segment. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Insert cool hip quiz music. There it is. We're listening to it. It's great. Thank you, Ben. That's perfect. Yeah. Um, so, welcome to uh, our, our game show segment that is definitely not Mastermind, it's Mastermind ish if you will, uh, basically it's going to happen is uh, Terry has two minutes to answer as many questions as he can on his specialist subject, uh, so uh, at some point I'm probably going to have to, get uh, see, stopwatch, which I don't have, hey, great, and uh, yeah, we'll, we'll get this going, oh yeah, I've got, I've got a big long list of questions here, cool, all right, Terry, do you have do you have any questions
1: at all here? Um, no. I, I mean, I haven't watched Mastermind for several years, so I can't even remember how it works. I just know that that subject is one I'm likely to know things about, so it'll be a surprise to me as well.
0: I don't watch game shows. If it's not "Are You Smarter Than a Fifth Grader," then I haven't seen it. <laughs> yeah, that's 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 how I live. All right, so if we uh is there oh this isn't countdown i was like hold on is there a cool like countdown music no but that's countdown <laughs> uh i can't make any it crowd references now this sucks all right so <laughs> so uh all right well ben i guess uh, start the the intense quiz music that's supposed to be for something that's definitely not mastermind and uh all right let's begin terry are you ready i'm ready And let's begin. Terry, which player was David Moyes first signing as Everton manager?
1: Joseph Yobo.
0: Correct. Jolion Lescott was the highest scoring defender in the 2007-2008 Premier League season. How many goals?
1: 13.
0: Incorrect. Uh, Number three, Philippe Philippe Cinderas wore what number when at Everton? 23. Correct. Which center back was David Moyes' last Everton signing? John Stones. Correct. Uh, Number five. Which Moyes center back has gone on to win a World Cup?
1: Shoktan Mustafi.
0: Correct. Number six. What was Phil Jagielka's first squad number for Everton? 16. Correct. Number seven. Uh. Everton flop, Per Kroldrup, was sold to which Italian team after just one appearance? Fiorentina. Correct Number eight, which center back was Moy's first Everton captain? David Weir Correct Number nine, Alan Stubbs returned to Everton from which club in January 2006? Longer ones Correct Number ten, Sylvain Diston made how many appearances for Everton?
1: 109.
0: Not correct. Uh, Number 11, former Everton center back Shane Duffy was born in which country?
1: Republic of Ireland.
0: Uh, Northern Ireland. Uh, Number 12, John Hightinga won player of the season for Everton in which season?
1: 2007-8.
0: No. Number 13, Joseph Yobo had how many international caps for Nigeria?
1: No, 60.
0: No. Number 14. Which two former Everton centre backs were interviewed for the Everton manager's role in 2013 but failed as uh, Martinez landed the role?
1: Uh, Stubbs and Weir.
0: Correct. And we're out of
1: time. Okay? I hate international cap questions. I don't care about international caps. But I think I did all right.
0: Okay, you did. There was one more question you didn't get to. Jolien Lescott signed for Everton from which club in 2006? Wolves. That is correct. So, that one doesn't count, but because it's afterward. But, basically, I believe you got nine. All right. Nine out of 14. Here are the correct answers. Uh, Jolien Lescott scored eight goals in the 2007-2008 season. Um... Sylvain Distan made 210 appearances for Everton. Mm-hmm. Uh, as I said, Shane Duffy was born in Northern Ireland. John Hightinga yeah. won Player of the Season in 2011-2012.
1: He wasn't even there in 2008, and I said that, so I just panicked.
0: Uh, well, I mean, that's pretty... I mean, I, I tend to make a lot of people nervous, Terry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it. Uh, so, and... Uh, what was it? Oh, yeah, Joseph Yobo, International Caps, 101. All right. So that is uh, that is it. Nine out of 14 uh, in two minutes. With some questionable timekeeping from myself, I'd like to say, uh, Terry, well done, bud. That was spectacular. I believe you have earned the right to close us out with a song. You can either sing it yourself or pick one. <laughs>
1: I wanted, I to, give think you, I wanted I to give
0: you the option, Terry. Just wanted to give you the option.
1: I don't think I'll uh, sing it. I'll go to Spotify. I've been listening to nothing but Offspring for like a week and a half. But after the last two songs have been Offspring, so they can't be again. They just can't. People yeah. will stop into the quiz segment.
0: I believe the Offspring yeah. might begin uh, putting in some form of uh, legal notice <laughs> against you saying, uh, "You <laughs> know, give us at least a couple of weeks, man. You know?
1: Yeah. Let me see
0: the restraining what? order against Terry from the offspring. <laughs> you don't realize that, but Terry can see straight down to the offspring's uh, apartment from his house. <laughs> <He's>... <laughs> I'm
1: gonna, I'm gonna go. I'm going to go with a very different uh, choice this week. I'm gonna go with a slow pre- slower so the more mellow change of pace. I'm gonna go with "Hello" from Lionel Richie. <gasps>
0: That's that's my era, man. That's, that's when I was growing up, man. Hello. Now, not to be confused with Adele's hello. And if it does confuse you, I apologize. All right. But so where does this come from? I mean, why? What are you doing here? Why are you trying to make us cry at the end of the show, man?
1: <laughs> it's because that is how I felt. The way this song makes makes you good listeners feel is how I felt walking out of that cinema after arriving to see a concert that wasn't on for another month. I could have just stood outside in the rain listening to Hello. I just would have captured exactly how it made me feel.
0: <laughs> well, at least you're not being like overly dramatic about it. That's uh, <laughs> <It's>... <laughs> oh, That's beautiful, as in heartbreakingly beautiful uh just the image of you in the rain uh wearing wearing a leather jacket trying to you know you've grown out your hair long just for the occasion (laughs) oh geez well uh anyway well as we close out to the soothing sounds of lionel richie it's time to end the toffee blues podcast if you've been because of you said Lionel Richie I'm starting to speak in a more smooth tone now Terry thanks a lot I'm going all chill Uh, so uh, it's time to end the Toffee Blues podcast if you uh, have not subscribed to the Toffee Blues podcast we'd really appreciate it if you would Uh, you know it'd take very little effort it's just a a click of a finger you know Um, do yourselves and us a favor Uh, also if you're like gosh I wonder what Terry looks like when he talks about Metallica and missed opportunities and disappointment and heartbreak. Check out the Toffee Blues YouTube channel. It uh, could be a good good thing for you. You'll be able to realize those dreams. See what it looks like when doves cry. I mean Terry. So, let's uh, also, uh, if you want more Terry... Just go out. Just go out your door. Give the man a hug. He's waiting for you. Just get out there. Just walk right out your door. He's there, probably with binoculars, trying to spy on the offspring. Uh, also, if you if you want a little if you if you do want a little more Terry, or less indirectly, check him out on Twitter. He'll tell you when he's going to show up on the Liverpool Echo fan jury. Uh, also, the Toffee Blues website. There's all things Everton there. All kinds of content from kind folks that show up on the show. Uh, follow the tough Blues on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and I got nothing else. Terry, thanks so much. Really appreciate your time. Real
1: pleasure. Thank you for
0: having me. See? Terry's affected the whole show with his song choice, and I love it. For everybody out there, let's go get three points this weekend. That's all I have to say. Bye.
1: And I Are you somewhere feeling lonely? Someone loving you? Tell me how to win your heart, for I haven't got a clue. But let me start by saying
0: Welcome to the Toffee Blues.